Out the red carpet for someone else, but you're welcome to you. No, it's for you. I'm sorry. That's that's right off the bat. Get it dirty. Welcome. Hello. This is a role playing games podcast, which I'm sure you know by now. Me, this one. Oh, I'm Grant Howitt. I'm joined by my tallest friend, Christopher Taylor. Hello. 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 Get a cup of tea. It's an imaginary cup of tea. I'd love one. Oh, hang on. So let me let me just let me just do some uh, do some do some brief foley work. Yeah, milk. Do you just piss in a cup? Would you like milk? No, you literally know I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, I'll take you it out. Monster. Thank you. <laughs> Do you just pour just the milk out? Yeah, I'm really good. I've been making tea for a while. That's, that's really difficult after the brownie emotion has begun. It's all in the rest, mate. All, yeah. all you have to do is, is do it. Do it the opposite of the brownie in motion. Just flick it backwards. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. This is role playing games. What we do here, not tea. and we break the laws of physics. No, not tea. Uh, that was that was a little that was a little fun joke to, uh, to to warm you up. Yeah, it was a it was a ruse. I went to Dragon Meet this weekend. I met some of you there. Did? Mm-hmm. It was nice. We hung out. I saw some games. We chatted. I I was I was very tired by eleven thirty a.m. <laughs> Conventions, and by two by two p.m. I could feel my body slowly filling up with disease. Ugh. It is it is a it's like like I I, sh- I shook a lot of, I shook a lot of hands. Especially like, a oh, winter oh, convention. Mm, winter convention, shaking a lot of hands. One man left my hands like palpably moist, <laughs> wetter than they started. Yeah, like like, like they were wet. Like I, like I was I was wiping them off on my trousers. Like I've, I've got to presume like he like he lost a cup or something, and he was carrying water around with his hands before he came and shook mine. Maybe you didn't see it because there were ice cubes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. He was just playing with some ice cubes in his pocket. He, yeah, that 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 also explains the hand motion inside the pocket. <laughs> that's got that's got to be that's got to be refreshing. Oh, popping a couple of ice cubes in there. Has I mean like a little startling, but refreshing Ooh. certainly. So we went to Dragon Meet. And we uh, we met some nice people. We sold some games uh, on the on the store with UK Indie RPG League. Uh, I was I was I was about to go on a panel about about uh, business about the business of selling role playing games. Then it was quickly revealed that I know fuck all <laughs> about the business of selling role playing. You games. were literally stopped. Yeah, I was stopped by I believe a committee, but. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I can certainly market a role-playing game. I can certainly write a role-playing game. It's just the bit directly after that where other people get to have it. That's the, the, that is a hurdle. Yeah, that is a hurdle. But we've been chatting about our plans for next year. We're gonna get, we're gonna get, a, we're gonna get a booth. We're gonna have Chris behind it in some sort of rotary chair. I want to spin. You want to spin? You know how? Uh, you know, in those big war rooms, you'd have like a little hole in the middle of the table, and you get like like people would come up and poke. Poke the uh, the ships around and then with with a stick. Mm-hmm. I want that to be you. No, you'll be able to poke me around with a stick. <laughs> yeah. Fuck no, you I, I, I want I want you to be in the middle of a table and like you can spin around and, and control control your domain and everyone's like Chris, sell me a game and you're like, no, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> you're not worth it. Bring me some cigarettes. <laughs> I is there I, wine <laughs> at this convention? <laughs> you bring me fresh trousers. <laughs> Take these ones away. You boy, bring me another hat. <laughs> I just, I think it'd be nice to have you as, as sort of the lord and master of your domain. We could even put you in the middle of a busy thoroughfare, just to try and get the most foot traffic. I think that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Yeah. But we are, we are, we're planning out. We've got, we got, we got big, big plans for next year. Everything's going to be great. Just you watch. Chris got some sisters of battle. I did. Which has been what he's been doing since he got those sisters of battle. Yeah, largely. It's been a problem. You've been dry brushing a single model red. Oh, so gorgeous though. Talk, talk to us about this. What's your practice here? What do you mean? What do you mean by practice? Like it's it's dry brushing but slower. Well, it's like because it's been three days. Yeah, and like it's done. It's done on three models. 
Ah, uh, you've only shown me the one model. I didn't realise. Okay, I thought you were just doing one model very slowly. No, I've done the done, I've done the armor on three models, and now I'm doing all the fancy trimmings on one of them. Right. Very, so very exactingly, like I'm like I'm, I'm reeking a Zen garden. Mm. It's, it's so satisfying details. to just do one thing painfully slowly. I have I have been noticing that. I was I was. I was I was undercoating my I got my snake bite boys got my orc my orc uh, kill team which I built because I'm a sucker for punishment and I understand how bad kill team is as a game but I keep playing it because it lets me buy more models mm -hmm. and I got I, I got them all I painted them all green did the base coat I think it had been like about an hour and a half it had been like an hour I put the base coat on them I was like oh it's gonna take me all fucking day and I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have gotten anywhere by the time so I decided I'm just gonna paint one boy and one grot. And be really, really calm and chill about it and just focus and enjoy myself and not be ashamed of my hobby <laughs> as key. I often do I, off, I, I get ashamed in my own head quite often I'm like, I'm like oh you big nerd enjoying painting oh, I should beat you up verbally and <laughs> god knows I can't physically <laughs> I'm not strong enough to hurt myself <laughs> I don't have the courage in my convictions but uh, aside, aside from like you know years of smoking Mm, well, obviously, I mean it's that'll do. That's, that's, barely that's, that's just, at this point. That's just a plot against future, future me, that asshole. I too like to leave traps for future me through How bad decisions so and fat. anxiety. <laughs> I'll teach him for putting on all that weight. <laughs> Chris, yes. let's let's make it questions. Okay. For, first half of the show, questions. Second half of the show, game design. Basically, we roughly prove that we can do our jobs. So maybe you buy a game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and we do it audibly and online for free. Mm-hmm. Ish. It is free, Grant. Yeah, it's true. I cannot stress you that can. enough. But you can pay for it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go on. What's the question, mate? I X Blackheart X I one three six asks. <laughs> I love pronouncing people's names like that. Mm. What classes would be good in a superhero game? Hmm. You've got one of them interesting dichotomies here. Oh, a dichotomy. A dichotomy. Oh. What's he got? Where you with a dichotomy? Where you got with a dichotomy? Well, you've got you've got three different flavors of thing, right? You've got personality, powers, and role. Right. So powers is things like I'm. I've got telekinesis. I do fire me. I do fire me. I got the pyrokinesis. I got the cryokinesis. I got the. Nothing else rhymes with cryokinesis, but super rhyming. Not one of my skills. Not one of my superpowers, obviously. But you've got you've got the different, you know, the different abilities around there. But that doesn't necessarily make a class. It's just abilities which go yeah. on top of that. And then if you look at personality, that 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 will honestly that will fit you better into a narrative. So like superheroes of relatively similar power levels. And might I add, one of the things which shits me up the most is seeing like you get image macros and it's like. It, it, it's like the Hulk is the most is the strongest superhero in the world. Why in 1973? No, he didn't. No, none of this happened. This is all fake. This isn't real. But it I, is a story. You, you know what? I'm going to invent. Uh, I'm going to invent a superhero who's stronger than the Hulk. He's double Hulk. <laughs> He's two I'm Hulks. That, that makes you so angry. I just. I, it's just like like. Like I, I think there's the way like that, like people take great pride in their comic book knowledge. None of it fucking happened. No. I just like like I think I okay. I think I'm, I'm going to drill down the real reason why it makes me unhappy. Yeah. Is because I make jokes about things that I don't understand um, to make myself feel better about not understanding them. Yes. I also make jokes about things I do understand, like this podcast. However, <laughs> I don't understand superhero. Like I don't understand superhero comics. So let's say, for example, I'd go. Oh, Batman, what about Man-Bat, a man who was bitten by a radioactive bat? And, oh, well, actually, there is a superhero, well, a supervillain called Man-Bat, who's just a very big bat cross with a man. And the thing that gets me is every joke that you make about superhero comics, they already did in the 70s, and they played it straight. Yeah, I mean, it's the and, equivalent of The Simpsons did it, right? Yeah, like, it's it's already happened. It's like, oh, oh, all right then. And you just can't, you can't get one up on these guys because they've been going at it for so long. And now it's popular. So, again, I'd like to point out that you don't like this because you can't beat up nerds. Again, verbally. <laughs> verbally. I don't beat up nerds physically. I want to stress that. I, 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 can't, I can't beat up myself. This is true. Let alone another nerd. However, what was my third point? Roll. Uh, Team roll. roll. Yes. 
So team role is you're looking more at your tanks, your strikers, your leaders, and your defender. Uh, no, uh, the fourth type. Controllers. Controllers. Mm -hmm. um, and leader is a shitty word, so healer is what I'll go for there. Support. Um, support, yeah. Buffers, which is even worse, but yeah, Well, support doesn't have to be buffer. No, but you know. Like I mean, a warlord is a support class. Then, mm -hmm. that, then that's just you attack him. Well, okay, you. sir. Well, I, I wasn't going to, but I, I, now you've suggested it. But it's it not my to... turn. Never fear. Never. You can have mine. I'm full. So, yeah, I think, I think that there's, there's many different things that you can look at. Someone was chatting about this on the Resistance Discord recently and saying, like, what sort of classes would you have in a Resistance um, superheroes game? And, like, I think that saying, oh, I'm, I'm playing a fire-themed superhero doesn't really give you much to work with as a story. Like... Yes, that's that's like saying, oh, I'm playing a tall superhero. Unless the unless all the game is about how tall they are, how tall they are, you need something else to start powering things. Um, yeah, I mean, there is an element of superhero with gun, of, of person with gun, right? <laughs> man with gun, like man with gun. If the thing that defines him is the gun, mm -hmm. then sure. If the fire is what defines them, then also sure. I suppose, but it doesn't. It doesn't open up much story po uh, possibilities. You know, it doesn't really give me much in the way, like. If I'm a fighter in D and D, that there's, that's that's me filling in lots of different things about the world. If I'm, if I'm a, a wizard in D and D, it's like oh, I had to learn it from somewhere. And there's people who are more powerful than me, and I've got levels of wizard. And there's, there's all sorts of things that you infer about the setting by saying I am a level one wizard. Right. But I have a, I suppose I have the ability to conjure fire. Doesn't quite resonate for me in the same way. I think what would be interesting is combining all three of those into one delicious thing. What do you mean? Uh, so I'm going to play a uh, fire character, and so I've got pyromancy, and I'm really quick to anger, and I'm the striker. And you smush all those together into one thing. And so if you have fire, if you have fire abilities, cool, you're angry. Uh, I know it's I know it's a stereotype and a cliche, but we're dealing in role playing games. That's about the best we can, we can hope for. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of find it interesting that that's your complaint about it because I don't see it that way at all. Because like, like a fighter in D and D has nothing to find about them whatsoever. You have to make that up. Mm. Like you have like how they became a fighter is either they found a sword and they had to fight because of situation A. They spent years kind. in the army or militia. Mm -hmm. um, they're a samurai. Like all of those are entirely mm. different. And I think exact and, and like there are there are fighters more powerful than them. There are fighters weaker than them. Mm. And I think that that holds exactly true in superheroes as well. Mm. Okay. Like you have a, a, the potential for power scale, mm. and you've got if you're if you're kind of going by like the standard Marvel canon of how most people get superpowers, it's either genetics, event, accident, or experiment. Mm -hmm. As far as I can mm -hmm. think off the top of my head, yeah. So there's different origin stories there as well, but like, but something alien is in, is introduced into you, something more than human. Yes, yeah, something differently human. Mm -hmm. And I think that that gives that gives a potentially quite large springboard to go from. I'm not sure you need yeah. to tell them that they're they're quick to anger. Mm. Like, I mean, you could even use that as like a a modifier to the class. Like, you could have three or four different. These are the potential personality subtypes that that fire has. That's really neat, actually. I like that. So, if if you are quick to anger, all of your fireballs and whatnot are essentially shotgun blasts. Mm. Yeah, really, like really close up damage. They're they really close up. They're indistinct. They just like it's just blaze. Yeah, video game it's, shotguns. Yeah, it's it's low control, mm -hmm. high efficiency in quotation marks. Yeah, and like and like maybe maybe like you start fires as well without without meaning to that sort of thing. It's a lot yeah. collateral. Um, and then you go all like to the extreme other end of the spectrum, where like you're you're barely human. You're so you're so calm and collected. You got like a blowtorch, um, and like you don't deal with you, you still deal with fire, but you deal with what causes fire, which is heat. Okay, essentially, right. like it's the mm -hmm. you, you you start messing around with fire at a molecular level, mm. and you can start like causing internal fires in people. <laughs> Like you know, like an oxygen-settling torch can burn underwater because yeah, it produces its own oxygen. Blow smoke up someone's ass. Yes, or out mm. of in this case. Yes, <laughs> um, and I think that could be a really interesting way of approaching it. I think there's, there's something quite sexy about that, and like having like you're playing, uh, you have this, you have this this overarching like umbrella of of like fire, 
on the top. And then you've got little things inside that you can pick and they give you more. I actually, because I think what we're kind of describing here is Unbound. Yeah, kind of, actually. I realised, like, where, where we had our traits and the traits inform stuff about you, but they're not everything you are. Yeah. And, like, everything sort of came together and we asked questions. Hey, hey, buy Unbound. Buy a PDF of Unbound. You'll love it. God knows you can't buy a physical one. Well, not, not yet. One day. Wink. Maybe we've got something lined up. Wink. We absolutely don't. I've got sorry, I've got something in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hang on, wink. It's it's really sore. It's also saying wink. That's not me. That's not me. Um, I'm going to ask you a different question. Okay. Multiple Maz writes in. How important is canonical truth in RPG world building? Oh, that that actually now this is a very complex question. It's about one percent. Hmm. What makes you say that? Um, canonical truth. In 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 world building is the devil. <laughs> I think it's. I think it might be evil. I think it might be designed so that everybody around a table, except for one asshole, cannot have any fun. Phil. <laughs> so not you, not you, Phil. The other one. I don't know. I mean the other one. You're yeah. great, Phil. I like you. Yeah, um, so canonical truth is I find grating at an RPG table. Mm-hmm. There is there is the argument for it that if everybody understands the world, then everybody has a shared view on what can and what is and isn't normal. Yeah. And what is and isn't achievable given certain effort values and things like that. For sure. Love it. However, that it never happens. Ever. I've never been sat at a table where everybody at the table has exactly the same amount of knowledge of a of a setting with a cannon. Yeah, unless you're making it up flat as you go. Yeah, but then it doesn't have a cannon, so you're right. Yes, like case in fucking point here. Mm-hmm. I really like the game, The One Ring. Hmm. Goddamn Tolkien nerds won't let me run a game in a goddamn Tolkien world because like that's not where it is, is it? I yeah. don't know or care. Uh, yeah, I just I want to tell a story about running away from from some orcs, please. I want to go from here to here, and for that to be a challenge, it's got the one ring. I mean, God rest his soul. Moment silence. It, it got cancelled. It did. Um, I did get cancelled. Uh, somebody tried to screw Cubicle Seven. They went, actually, no, screw you. Okay. So, all right. Um, but they it has such a lovely mass combat system. Yeah, even the and, even the the. The, the like adventurer grade combat system is, is yeah. lovely as well. It's it's grand and like it has that has like different ranks and positioning and it it, it feels like like uh, not the end. It feels like Lord of the Rings. Mm. It, it like it, and it feels like you're making a difference in a larger thing. It's really elegant and nicely done. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to touch it. It's fucking Tolkien. Yeah, like I will never know as much about Tolkien as you, the person listening to this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know more than us. That's just how that works. Like, I read the books once and went, well, hated those. <laughs> I, I didn't even get that far. That was, like, I read them out of a sense of obligation. Yeah, yeah, for sure, me too. And I was fairly young and they were the definition of a fantasy book, so I read them and they were... Oh, God, they're so heavy. They're so boring. They're Nothing like happens porridge. and they're badly written. Um, like, the pacing okay, look, is well off. Yeah, the, yeah, the pacing is fucked. They're very long. Like... Uh, it's certainly an evocative world, but there's better ways in which... Anyway, sure. anyway we've yeah. come on. We've, we've come along since there's been 100 years. <laughs> but the point is that that is, that is that is the definition of canonical truth in a mm. setting. And what it generally serves to do is alienate the person who doesn't know as much as the person who knows literally everything and has can bothered I, to read the Silmarillion. Can I also put forward... Um, there are there's from what I hear a brilliant series of games about um, gritty, grimy space magic, and I'm never going to play them because they're about Star Wars. Yep. Like Edge, of, I think it's like Edge of the Empire is the one, and like you've got all sorts of cool like smugglers and fucking space wizards, and you can throw people across the rooms with the powers of your lightning swords, sorry laser swords, so cool. But I don't get to make it up. No, you, you get because, no part in this. Because at some point I'll be like, oh, there's um, there's a there's there's a, a new kind of alien. I'll be like, well, I don't know this kind of alien. This doesn't this doesn't feel like Star Wars. Uh, how does this mesh with the Yuuzhan Vong? Uh, I don't know. Which is, I think it's the, again the same reason why I've been put off watching any Star Trek. Oh, I've bounced off Doctor Who. There's just so much of it, and yeah. 
if it's if it's well written, it's going to reference the other parts of it, and I need to understand the other parts of it. <laughs> like in anyway. a, in a role playing game, the the in quotation marks canon should mm. be a framework that you can mm. just like hang something interesting on. Yes, like it should be the slat wall in a shop. Mm. It's it's just there to support the interesting shit. You're I not there to get the slat wall. I read an interesting idea of uh, of, of role playing games like coming out of the itchio movement. Um, which is which is tricky, and I've got some thoughts about that as well. But well, maybe not for now. But um, the idea is that the idea of, of tabletop games as springboards for experiences. Okay. It's not like it's not like a board game where you sit down and I've got my piece and I do this on my turn and I make that happen and I have to play the game exactly by the rules, otherwise it isn't fair. And then there, once I understand the rules, I can win or lose by this, and there might be a story which emerges from that play. Um, role playing games are more like they're inciting, they're, they're an incitement tool. It's like we're going to make a story, and you don't have to get everything right. You don't, you don't like this is not, there's not a perfect machine which you enter. This is a series of suggestions and ideas which will help you build a story in a certain shape. Yeah, which is innately satisfying. Which is why, like, people come up to me and they'll, they'll be like, "Oh, I, I ran one of your games and I got the rules wrong." And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Did you have fun? That's great. You did it better. Just. Who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. As long as what you did makes made sense. Mm. Like if 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 you you start going cool, okay, add plus ninety to it, but it's always mm. been plus one. Yeah. Then maybe you're doing something wrong there. But if but look, look if, if everyone's like ninety, yeah, fuck it, everything's plus ninety. Now. All right, mate. Yeah, sure. Oh, you see, Go that would wind me up. It's their table; they can do what they want. No, no, sorry. If I was at that table. Oh right, yeah. That, that would, would wind me up. Yeah. up. Like, yes, well, let's fair. just have some consistency, or say yes. we succeed. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, that's, that's just me. But yeah, um, you, 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 the only reason you need to ever even consider a canon is so that you can have a story that everybody understands the reach of. Mm. Because if you're if you're playing a game with such a loose canon, haha, um, that. Somebody gets. Somebody goes. Oh, I get in my spaceship. I'm like, oh no, this is mm. this is medieval, medieval. No, I want to get in my spaceship. Like, mm-hmm. Well, no, that's not the story we want to tell here. That's the that's that's what the framework's for. Mm. That's what canon is for. And it stops some asshole going. No, I want a spaceship. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a limiter. It's a, it's if you're being creative within within a framework. Yeah. Which is fun. So essentially, ninety nine percent of the time, absolutely fuck canon. I th- yeah, I think like the the challenge which we've really had, and like as we've become more visible as designers, and as we like, we become more accessible, and also as we've written things which have a canon for the first time since Spire. You know, so, so, Spire was the first time we did something which properly had a canon. People come and ask questions, and we don't know the answers. And it does like, confuse some of them quite a bit. Be like, uh, like how's fire prevention done in, done in the city of Spire? God, I don't know. I've never thought of that. Sure. Gosh, should have burned down by now, shouldn't it? I wonder why that is. I think, like, like my my principle of um of playing a character and running a campaign is like, it's like do the first thing that comes to mind and rationalize it afterwards. Yeah. Like you can like you can always stick more things in to rationalize it, and like people act out of character all the time because there's different things, different uh, elements focusing on them, and so oh, uh, it works. Uh, that was a spell cast um over over the entire city of Spire, and fire doesn't work properly. Uh, you have to like fire only burns if it's holy. There, there you, go. you go. Fine. Fre- fresh cannon. Fresh, oh, hot and fresh out the mind. <laughs> but that's, that's 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 the thing. Like we're just making it up, and you can just make it up as well. And like there it is a unique experience playing a role playing game in terms of engaging with a fictional world because it's yours. The creator is so hands off. You're not reading a book. You're not watching a film. You're improvising a story in a world which isn't yours. So it is yours, mate. Get yeah, involved. Do what you want with it. Like, just make it up. We've had people ask us um, about like the ordering of years in games. Oh my days! Yeah. And we explicitly never gave any name, any years, chronological dates. Yeah, there are. There are so no it's impossible years. to do a timeline. Mm-hmm. You can roughly work out some things happened before others. Yeah. But not like within a hundred years of where it was. We have two events. In, in the in the in the spire canon which have occurred <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's not a lot when you think about it and my advice to you by the way if you are writing a role playing game and you think oh i've got to make sure there's a canon in this don't just okay it, it will write only it, wind you up 
write it if you want, but honestly, that's just going to slow you down. What you want to do is have this loose idea in your head and then express that through the rules. Rather than rather than giving me eight pages on how on how guns have just been invented and so they're unreliable and here are the different names and manufacturers of guns, give me some equipment which is unreliable and has a cool name. Yeah, and, so I, help and me... I, I can extrapolate that through my actions and play. So help me God if you put a timeline in. Oh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll come round. We'll, we'll come round, and we pointedly won't read your book. <laughs> but we in will your run house. your game. We'll run your game wrong. <laughs> You got a question, Christopher? I actually do. Really? <gasps> Gasp. Uh, Lestwin asks, what are your favourite ways to run the first session? Is this, is this session zero or session one or it, kind of it, both? The question simply says, what yeah. are your favourite ways to run the first session? Well, what would you like me to answer? Both. Okay. Session zero is my favourite part of any game. I love Session Zero. Oh my god, it's so full of potential. So for those of you who don't know, Session Zero is the session where you sit down and make characters and sort of sketch out the campaign a bit and you have some big ideas. It's just so much fun. There's no difficult rules to get in the way. It is good. It's great. And like and like you can just skip over all the hard bits. And then unfortunately everything gets difficult in session one as you realise that oh actually no, we're just gonna miss all of our attacks because this is Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and Mike can't come this week. Yeah, and... oh no one can arrive. The, the crushing, crushing come down of being an adult just hits you. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, and you're tired from work. See this this is why I try and combine zero and one into a single session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to do that myself recently. So I'll try and do the character creation, like party coherency, all of this, and then go into an at least one social and then one combat encounter. Yeah, kind of like a like a tutorial almost. Yeah, like 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 a tutorial level. Like because it's part of character creation, they can win in three rounds. You know, mm. and that's not that doesn't feel bad mm. because we all know that we're finishing at six and it's five forty now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that is that is the thing about role playing games. They are they are very timed. Yes. In that way, you, d- you don't get the option to sort of oh well, we'll we'll cut some of the previous content to m- to make room. You can't. It's not like not like filming a TV show. Yeah. So yeah, like the first session zero is all about focusing on what what people want. Mm. Uh, what which bits of the system are the interesting bits, and which bits do they hate? Because mm. nobody's going to be a hundred percent happy with every part of a system, unless it's one of us. Unless it's one of us, mm-hmm. in which case you must be by law. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I really love the laundry files. Mm-hmm. Great role playing game, unless you look at it as an actual rule system. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um... yeah, if you look at it, if you look at the rules too closely, you can see that they're bad. Yeah, but don't look at that, and it's great. But yeah, I mean, reading can prove any number of things. <laughs> Too many experts. That's the problem. <laughs> um, and so it's it's about finding out which bits people are interested in within a oh. given system, and where they want to do they want to take things, and how long they want to take them there for. Mm-hmm. Like that is a crucial thing to find out in session zero. Yeah, what and what their expectations are. Yeah, like. Sometimes you'll sit down and a rational person will say, oh, I'm looking like a sort of six six to maybe ten game arc if we're going for a long mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And, and and some idiot will go, my last campaign was a year. My last campaign and, was, was, was 17 years. And belly laughs around the table. And then that person realizes that six, six or game arcs are much better. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's a, here's a challenge for you in 2020. Don't run any campaign that lasts for longer than six sessions. You'll have more fun. If you get to session five and you don't know what the ending is, make it up. End it. <laughs> J- jam it along super hard. Uh, because honestly, I think given... And like, okay, the systems differ. The the mechanics differ. But for the vast majority of role-playing games, your character is simply not going to advance and change. Never mind, the sh- never mind, ad- never mind advance. Your character isn't going to change enough. There's not going to be enough growth to sustain a camp to sustain a story for two and a half fucking years yeah without that story being bad just wrap it up get a new character it's cool or put that put that character in a different story you know that's okay but having having these closed end things means that anyway that's this this is a different discussion my favorite way to run a first session is i like a fight got to good have to a fight have, good to have a fight i i very i very rarely start um in media res because i'm a coward <laughs> And I wish I had the balls for it, but 
I'll like generally it'll be like, oh, it's a peaceful day in the village. What are you up to? And like, and you get to have a, like basically you get ten minutes of slice of life of people doing their thing. Oh me? Well, then... I'm already in a fight. Okay, cool, great, yeah. Oh, mate, <laughs> I, might, mate. I might start doing that in any game I'm in with you. <laughs> like, oh, it's I'm, a peaceful I'm, day in town. What are you doing? Fighting a war on the eastern front. It's peaceful day in town. Bombs. <laughs> it is always it is, it is a it is a unique joy role playing with you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 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 when we're role playing side by side there's an element of like you're you're almost there i feel like you've got my 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 collar you you've got my chain sure and and like you and like and like <clears throat> you let me run around and occasionally be like whoa boy in you come in you come look. you're upsetting the gm and you pull you pull me in a little bit They're and occasionally yeah, but like I like I like to feel that like you and I together, you know, you know, crufts when they run around the uh, the the thing. Oh, um, feeling the warmth of a dog's genitals. Uh, that too, but <laughs> but crufts when they run around the the obstacle course couldn't couldn't do it without the, couldn't do it without the human who is you. But it would be a bit boring if the dog wasn't there. Yes, that's very fair. Yeah, and it would now, look ridiculous of you just the, encouraging like, nothing. Like. Like crouched over, clapping and screaming into a <laughs> into a perspex tube. Come on! And yelling at a seesaw. <laughs> or possibly weirder, if it's just me and you in that same position, and me trying to get my fat ass through a perspex tube. Me with my with my boots on the perspex tube, just like grabbing your arm. Like, come on, you can get through this. <laughs> come on, you fat fuck! <laughs> Told you you should have eaten that pie this morning. Um, so there's that, but when I when I GM for you, there's I have I've never had a person treat the office of GM with less respect and sanctity. <laughs> and I get the impression that's kind of what it's like GMing for me. Oh, absolutely, that, yeah. Oh, like what what are my favorite things to do? And I try and stop myself from doing it. But as a player, I will not only invent but then voice NPCs. Yep. <laughs> so, no, this part of the game's mine. Fuck off. You weren't strong enough for it, and now it's mine. I wanted it more. Might makes right. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have been so softly spoken, idiot. <laughs> uh, so, but yes, but but Chris treats me in that very same way, and it is a joy to behold as as, as, as you as you you run you run with the authority of a GM in another GM's game. Yeah. But I I think because we love and trust each other so it's much, it's so much fun just that, that, that being just, an ass yeah. for a bit. <laughs> I will say got to be other people there otherwise it isn't fun oh yeah no that is weird yeah someone else has got to watch we, we, we did one-on-one roleplay once and that was enough for me thanks yep yep that was it so yeah first session have a fight ideally have your best mate involved if you can't though expectations um, friends and a fight that's what you want yeah um have a glass of wine you know chill out i realize yeah. something chris you know some people yes there's some people who don't drink i'm aware of them yes how on earth do they ever have sex because <laughs> like i don't know how they have lunch Sandwiches won't go down without the second martini. <laughs> I I can't fathom the idea of of summoning up the courage to be like, hey, do you want to do a kiss with someone? If I wasn't like at least two glasses of wine in, like a pint of Laphroaig past it. That, that's that's a different that's a different kind of problem, honestly. <laughs> but I, I I don't know I don't know how it works. I it, it is it is it is genuinely mind boggling to me how thanks, you could Alcohol, form a relationship for, for propagating yeah, thanks, the human race. Yeah, pretty much. Should we move on to the next part of the podcast? I think that's best. Yeah, sounds good. Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Grant and Chris make games. Naomi writes in, Bin Men the Revenge. Bin Men the Revenge. Tired of picking up our shit for years. I'd like to imagine that bin men don't get a choice in it. Sorry, I'd like to imagine. I think for the, <laughs> I for the story... I delight in imagining. I have a... I have a, I have a mood board. Which imagines that... No, okay, so so let's 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 say bin man is a, is a hereditary position in this world and you have to, like, you, you have to handle the waste and they're upset and furious. And so you play... It's an RTS. And you play um, legions of bin men depositing troops and vehicles and resources against the corporations who forced you to uh, do the bins for all your adult life and so the, the, the what you, you've got you've got bin men or I guess sanitation workers because there are bin women 
Bin people. Bin people. Bin people. That doesn't Binners. sound as good, does it? Bin. Mm. How about binkin? Bin folk. No. That's, that's that's entirely fair, and I support that decision. <laughs> but you play you play sanitation engineers, and you're, and what you've got you've got you've got people who are willing to do horrible things uh, for money, uh, which presumably I, I I extends to killing people with hammers. Obviously, um, uh, you've got you've got um, tough overalls like armor, and then you've got the capacity to rev- you've got very heavy, basically armored trucks that you can crash through things, and they're full that of trash. Terrifying, right? Like you don't even need to armor those. You can just mush somebody up in the boot of one of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's think... called, so I just called it the boot. I, I love the idea that it's the boot, and that oh no, wait, oh it crushes them. Oh. oh. Oh my sandwiches! So what do you think? So fun here. I I think that I need I need to flip this around a little bit. Okay. Because everybody I've ever known who's been a bin person has loved it. Really? They've adored it. So why is that? You get paid real well. Okay. You're done by seven a.m. That's true. And generally, there's a pub open that caters to bin men at seven a.m. because that's when you get mm. off work. So you get off work at seven, have a bit of a drinky, mm-hmm. nap. Until about five, mm-hmm. when the rest of your family gets home from work, school, whatever, mm-hmm. see them, go to bed for a couple of hours, get up and do it again. You like you, you mm. do all your work in four hours. That is pretty. That's kind of like us, but with a bin. Yeah, but you they're paid a lot better than we are. Okay, like a lot. Well, fair. I guess it's danger money at that point. Yeah, I guess. Would you be interested in becoming a bin man? No, a lot of physical labour. Mm, that's true. But you're very big, which I like. So you you got the reach. You can yeah, get bins at the back. Reach. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Mm. Um, okay, so 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 you flip it around. So, so you think it's finally time they got their comeuppance? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think they're fighting to stay bin men. Like they've been right. outlawed, oh. and they're on a guerrilla trash taking scheme. Is it XCOM two? <laughs> kind of, but what you're trying to do is to get behind enemy lines so you can mm-hmm. pick up that that couch that's been sitting out on the side of the road for a long time. So are there like drones doing the work of bin? Men? Yeah, like automated cyborgs, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they're not very good at it, are they? They don't. They don't understand. There's no. There's no humanity there. No, and like, and like, and like, sometimes, like, they'll, like, they'll, they'll be like a dog that's nearby, and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna put the dog in the bin," and oh, my dog, and, well, and I'm that's gonna really walk sad. through the dog, precisely. It's just a, just a mess, and oh, oh, better pick this up, and then he puts all, all, all the dog, like the bits of dog, into the bin, throws it away with his hideous so scoop hands, <laughs> scraping along the floor like a shovel getting snow off a driveway. You. You play guerrilla fighters against this heavily advanced technological army, but they're inflexible. They yeah. work according to protocol. See, that's the key. Like, you're not hackers. You you can't. The, you've got no way to defeat the system. So the Absolutely only thing you can not. do is to tidy up an area to such a degree that the <laughs> that the robots don't need to go there. Ah, that they they can't read it as dirty. Anymore. They don't read it as dirty, so that so it's missed off their lists. So, Taking these streets back. So then, so first off, you you still get to do your job, and secondly, mm-hmm. the, the populace isn't utterly terrified and subjugated by a race of robots. Now, who's paying you for this? Is this is this like a, is like a like a whip round at the pub at seven a.m. The, the garbage revolutionary committee. Ah, the GLC. GLC yeah, mm, I like it. Okay, I do like the idea of, of it being run out of pubs in a sort of. IRA oh. style. Oh, I'd love that the, the, at the end of the day you go back and you have to see the boss and it's just Grover. <laughs> Do you mean um, um, Oscar? Oscar, yes. Grover's clearly his right-hand man. Yeah, but, but yeah, like, he's got this like Oscar's luxurious there. mahogany desk. And behind <laughs> that, like low low like green filter lighting, there's a bin. He's got this luxurious mahogany bin. And it just... No, no, it's got to be one of those old, like, dented American-style bins. Trash can. And just, like, as as you sit down, just all of a sudden he just clangs up and puts his hands on the desk. And just stares at you. I like that. I like that a lot. And, like, like, we're getting back into the... Back into the the like the the human element, which is is kind of the message behind behind Sesame Street. Like, hey, everyone's people. Everyone deserves love. And... These, these these machines are cold and indifferent and they're crushing people and they're dogs and the government doesn't listen. So the only way we can do it is by cleaning up these streets quite literally. <laughs> by literally trying to make the, like, 
like people like the people in, in their houses have these like inc- vanishingly small trash quotas that they're allowed mm, like that's interesting yeah to, to combat global warming somebody's figured out they can make a load of money mm-hmm. if they just say okay you can only throw away three things a week mm-hmm. however if you're if, if your domicile gets too dirty you will be thrown out of your home and you, you've also got you've also got, got the capacity to be like oh more than one bin. I'm afraid. You, I'm afraid I have to pay for that. Yeah. And like, it's, they're not just offsetting the carbon. They're uh, they're they're getting their own beaks wet. Exactly. Exactly. And you putting their beak in my pocket and getting it wet. And you, begloved and be overruled heroes that you are, mm-hmm. yeah. are saving the world one district at a time. Mm-hmm. Now, we've come down to the problem where I want to be a computer game. You want to be a role playing game. Yes. However, I think I think mechanically it'd be really interesting as a computer game. I think you're right. Uh, you could run it as Blades in the Dark. Like ninety nine percent of the reason I want this to be a role playing game is because this is a role playing game podcast. Yeah, I mean, and that does come up every week. So how about we make we 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 do it as a Blades in the Dark hack? <laughs> it's a yet to be released Blade in the, Blades in the Dark hack. Ah, so all like of every the other, other ones. The- <laughs> um, so for now, um, we'll just do this as a video game. It, it is, it's a Blades in the Dark hack, and, it's, and, and instead of controlling the city through extortion and threats and crime, you're literally keeping it so clean that the robots can't see it. Yeah, I like the idea that like that like they'll send out hunter drones, and you and and like you are there perfectly clean, <laughs> sparkling toe caps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and then you you strike a hammer down into into one of the robots and the other robots like oh that robot's trash I've got to get it out of here so it's two <laughs> robots in one yes I, I kind of kind of like like war against the machines sort of thing that's fun and we and we always have like like the the corporation is always very distant you know maybe, maybe they'll send along an agent or something but it's not you're not fighting them you're fighting their tools yeah and like sort of six months of game time in of like in, mm-hmm. in game time in. You see, you see, start seeing these new robots. They don't have, they don't have scoops for hands, mm-hmm. and you start creeping up on one to, to gank it, like you've been doing. And it just sprays the area and jam. Oh no! Just jam, just like sticky jam everywhere. Mm-hmm. So now the entire area is dirty, and they can see it. Oh, it's like no. throwing paint on an invisible enemy. It's like the opposite of chaff, right? <laughs> so now you're covered, like your 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 beautiful gleaming overalls are covered in sticky jam, and you're all a bit it's, dirty. It's like that bit in Daredevil where it rains. <laughs> it's exactly that, but strawberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. I like it. Listen, I'm really into this. I think I think there's something fun here. I think there's like we're we're we're, we're right. We're raising up bin men to to their bin people to their uh, to their rightful position. What have you got this week? What have I got this week? So my 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 selection is from Kent Blue, which is Puppet PI. The puppet is a hard-boiled private investigator. Unfortunately, the puppeteer is not. <laughs> and I I cannot think of like a two-person game that I want mm. to play more than that. So, one of you's playing the puppet. One of you's playing the puppet and the Do other you sit one on the other guy's knee. Yeah, you, you sit on the knee like mm-hmm. they put their hand up your shoulder. Either that or the only visible one is the puppet in like in like the muppets style like you don't see puppeteer and puppet at the same time right but I, I, okay i think i think that for it to be for it to work as a game we'd need to have both in play no that's fair so we're looking at a rod hull situation we're looking at yeah an, an, an emu scale capacity God, that fucking thing <laughs> utterly monstrous if Jesus. you've not come across rod hull and his emu um like little bit of nightmare English history there for you if you want to have a quick Google. Quite funny, but also horrific. Oh, it was quite funny, that's the thing. What was the name of uh, Orville? Do you remember Orville? Oh, Orville. The, the... I wish I could fly right up to the sky. He was a northern duck that just was, wore a nappy all the time. He was a time. baby. Yeah, he was a baby bird. And he, he was... I, I, I loved Orville. I thought he was great when I was a child. But I did live in the north, so that's kind of all we had. <laughs> nah. We had that and the dog races. <laughs> that and influenza. It's, and when I say the dog races, it's like running the bulls, but with dogs, and it happens most days. Sometimes there's a dog on the street. Yeah, you've got this push-pull thing, which I like, and so like, and so like, the PI puppet is going to keep getting the puppeteer into trouble. Yeah, but also it's like a, the buddy cop the, the puppeteer is going to have a lot of skills. The puppet doesn't, obviously, like mainly movement-based skills. Mm-hmm. 
but the puppet is going to have a lot of skills like specifically detect like uh detective skills such as clue finding gun firing etc all the pi shit goes on the puppet absolutely everything but obviously (laughs) the puppet can't actually choose which way to look no not like it can't it, it can't interact with things if 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 i've got the puppet on my left hand and nothing on my right hand i pick up a gun and shoot it my right hand that's not going to hit no I, it has a zero chance of hitting yeah but the puppet yeah that'll work yeah a good like 80 to 90% chance of of hitting it bang on its mark it, it will have to sort of fire it with its mouth. I don't really know how that's going to work. I guess you can sort of poke its little. You can work it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you'd have you have your hand in right, and you've got it mm-hmm. the hand making the mouth go, mm-hmm. and then you've got that sort of other hand on a stick mm-hmm. thing. So they've got one ah, arm. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, you got one arm. Um, but like the the puppeteer has no idea, like no concept of where to look for clues. Mm, that's interesting. And okay. only the puppet can see them. But the puppeteer is, is, is like, I want to give the puppeteer a, a, a more important role than just carrying. Yeah, well, yeah, like... Just steering. Athletics, actual physical... Like, if you're punching somebody, mm-hmm. the skill comes from the puppet, but the, because, but the power the PI, yeah. comes, from the, comes from the puppeteer. Okay, or mental stats puppet, or physical stats puppeteer. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. Okay. And you also right. cannot be separated. Yeah, that, that you both die. Well, no, 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 no. You, you, in theory, can be separated. However, now the pup, the puppet has no motor skills. Can it? Can it please? Can it please still talk? It can still talk, and it can still okay. um, sleuth. Like as long as it's within its cone of vision. I like. I like to imagine that the, the puppet has very limited movement because I really like the idea of throwing the puppet into a room to do something. Oh, and then just like he's working the stick with his other hand to move like, his the- right hand. <laughs> <laughs> drag himself yeah. along. He's, yeah, he's just poking it. Like, and, <laughs> and the second that the, the, the PI is not on the puppeteer's arm, mm-hmm. he has no intellectual reasoning. Okay. None. Like, he's, he's, well, he's just pure um, Chandler id. Yes. Like, he, okay. he just does what he wants, and it's definitely not sleuthing. So, like, I they, never could resist a dame. They agree that, like, they need to get into that safe, but the, the gap to get into this building is only wide enough for a puppet. <laughs> so, they've okay. got to make, like, allowances for that. This guy is going to go off and try and get a hot dog. <laughs> and the puppet can't move, really. And they've got to try and work out how to achieve their goals with that going on. Oh, I, I, I like I like that. It's, it's sort of a, it's kind of a Pacific Rim element where you have to sync up. Yeah, you have got to be in perfect sync with an essentially an idiot and an asshole. And which one's which? The idiot is the puppeteer, right? Because because they once they take over the PI, they're no longer on a case. They just want a sandwich. Yeah, like this. This, this isn't a job. What are they doing? Why yeah, am okay. I even here? This is ridiculous. Not like oh, why am I here? Like no seriously, yeah, like, why oh. am I here? What am I doing? And like, and, and so you've got elements to sort of keep it together, like to carry yeah. on caring about this puppet. Which actually, come to think of it, I just threw a puppet into a building. I should leave. <laughs> yeah, like it can't get out. That's great. Yeah. I'm free. Now, I will also say, everyone else is played completely straight. Absolutely, there are at no, no other puppets. Point, yeah, no other puppets. And at no point is anyone saying, "Hang on, mate, that's a puppet." Yeah, they are being treated like they're a PI with some kind of friend. Like, like if if the puppet makes an arrest. Mm-hmm. And puts handcuffs on somebody, and then puts one hand on the handcuffs, like mm-hmm. a fully grown like London bouncer criminal mm-hmm. would be like straining to try and get away, and the puppet is just clearly he doesn't have fingers. <laughs> he's just sort of like, like he's just got his hand next to some handcuffs. Yeah, and they can't get away. That's lovely. Oh, I really like that a lot. I think like the saddest part for me of this is that it's not actually a puppet; it's a person. You know what I mean? It's a puppet, Grant. Oh, sorry, no, but like in in the in the act of playing, I don't get to put a puppet on my hand and dick about. No, that's true. Then it would be a solo game. Yeah, but then that's even weirder. <laughs> yes, as we've already talked about. I, I do quite like the idea, and especially like if you could get like a really shitty costume for the puppet. Yeah. Like, because it would it would be made at puppet scale. And yeah, and they and and like like they flop about and like they can't ever use their they can't ever use their fingers. They have to just have to pick things up with both their hands. No, no, it would be like one of the hands because if you think about it, the the mechanics of holding the puppet limit them. Okay. Is, is it a hand puppet? 
So yeah, so what I'm thinking is is I'm I'm thinking like a Muppet. Right. So you've got a hand in it to do ah, the mouth. Okay. Right. Yeah, and then okay. a stick to hold the dominant hand of the puppet. But, but you can't grip anything, you simply indicate. But you don't need to. Like if you want to pick up a gun and fire it, yeah. you just put the puppet's hand on the gun. You put yeah, it puts it near and now it's stuck to and the now gun. And now it bang, uses bang, the bang, gun. Bang. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like it doesn't it doesn't Yeah. The physics don't come into this. Yeah, at no point am I like, hang on, it's like Kermit can't operate a gun. Exactly. Like clearly. Do you remember that one where do you remember that episode where Kermit shot someone? <laughs> and got away with it? Because of his <laughs> positions and connections. Because of his celebrity status. Yeah. Just walked away. <laughs> Jesus. Well. Didn't that, walk well, away. He did that yeah. kind of weird half dance that he does. Where you only see his legs. The the, the puppet jog. Yeah. Uh, It's not the first Miss Piggy, you know. They've got got them all stored in a factory. (laughs) He keeps killing them. I... Come (laughs) So what's our game for this week? What are we thinking? I mean, I love Puppet P.I. with all my heart. Mm Mm-hmm. Or is it... Is it Bins in the Dark? (laughs) (laughs) Blades in the Bin? Sharp Bins. Sharp, sharp spins. Exactly. I, I don't know. They're both good. I think there's a certain charm to the puppet pi. Mm-hmm. I think that the the bin game, honestly, is a harder thing to write. Oh, it's got more rules to it. I think. Like, I, think I think it's, it's a more, bigger it's more book. marketable though. I think the puppet pi thing is more marketable. Honestly, I think that the puppet pi is an interesting indie game, and mm. you can have like these these awesome like Gary Larson level images in the book. Of like mm. this this puppet smoking under a street lamp, and the man is clearly just lying on his back, just just out of shot, just so that the, just so this PI can fulfil this this trope. Could I have? Can like you, you know how you said there's no other puppets? Yeah. At the end, could there be another puppet? Sure. Like 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 the PI's nemesis or the love interest? Yes. No. No. Like the Moriarty turns up, and it is mm-hmm. also a puppet. Yeah. And then there's this moment of realisation from the puppeteers of like, Darren, is that you? My brother! I haven't, I haven't seen you since the divorce. <laughs> and then it just like, then the, the other person just throws their head back and laughs and it fades to black. Oh, that's, yes, that's brilliant. Um, mainly because I want a femme fatale puppet. They're always good. I think, I think that that would look good. Like, you can get, get fishnets over felt. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know you were into that, but okay. The game is Puppet PI. Thank you, Camp Blue, for an excellent suggestion. We're going to wrap up now. My name's Grant Howitt. This is Christopher Taylor. If you like what you heard, you can go to patreon.com forward slash friends. Give us some cash. We've had some lovely new patrons come along recently off the back of Dragon Meat or something. So thank you for taking the same Hello. Thing. Yeah, Thanks. either way. Hello. Hi. Um, <clears throat> I assume you're lovely. I guess if you're giving us money, that's putting you up in my estimations anyway. <laughs> Low bar for entry. <laughs> That's it for this week. Hopefully, we'll be back. Oh, so sorry, we're late. Uh, we were both a bit mad, really. Yeah, that was a dragon um, to dragon meat. madness. Yeah, yeah. We're both we're both mentally ill with various degrees of severity. So we're here now. We're recording. We're here. We're not very queer, but we are going to be heard. We love you a great deal, and I hope you have a lovely week. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.